When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So, Ben, as we talked about in our Unbreakable and Split episode, we kind of got an unexpected trilogy in the theaters, and we're also kind of just following that and doing an unexpected trilogy for the podcast. This is our, actually our first one, even though we've done a ton of Star Wars movies. Yeah, yeah. We And, well, and on top of that, Split and Unbreakable was our first, like, double episode of an of an analysis show so we do we we doubled up on split and unbreakable in one episode and yeah now yeah we're doing actually all three movies in a trilogy here Uh, with uh with glass so but yeah there there were star wars which i thought we did but yeah we've only done never done them in the series right yeah we we did empire and and jedi so we never did a new hope we did a uh the only prequel we did, I think, was Phantom Menace. Right. So, and we did Lord of the. R- oh no, no. No, we haven't done Lord of the. I know, yeah, I we. I know a, you want to. That was pure sarcasm, right there. Because <laughs> <laughs> you got me. <laughs> no, right. <laughs> well, we're gonna do Lord of the Rings. Yeah, sure, Don't we worry. Well, one, Don't. You know, after we'll be in episode five thousand of Blockbuster Mentality. <laughs> yeah, you, 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 you never know. We we did uh, Indiana Jones, Last Crusade, but yeah, just that's the only one of those. We're waiting for uh, Lucasfilm expert Matt Seacrest. To show up yes, to uh, do exactly. Raiders of the Lost Ark, and my brother um, Temple of Doom, though I'm not sure if I really care to do or uh, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Well, and there's not much dissection there. I mean, yeah, Temple. <laughs> of Doom. I, I loved Temple of Doom when I was a kid because I mean, he's just that's the movie where the guy rips the heart out of the other guy and yeah. where they eat monkey brains and the snake. a chilled a monkey brains, <laughs> chilled monkey brains. <laughs> yeah, so that that movie, yeah, it's it's I don't know for some reason I liked more when I was a kid, but uh, but yeah, this is. Uh, uh, this is M. Night Shyamalan here. This is uh, uh, our first 2019 movie that we're doing. Yeah, so we're staying, we're getting right into this thing. We love to, you know, we we do the classic movies, but we also do the movies that are, you know, current and are interesting to us, at least. Right, maybe, yeah. You know, this is Unbreakable. Is a, I think we were talking about this. This is maybe, or at least I was saying on Twitter. Uh, by the way, you can follow me at Dave underscore Quist. And I am at BC Gordon. Follow our show at Blockbuster Cast. What were you saying on Twitter? Well, I was just thinking this is really one of the most underrated movies there are. Yeah, Unbreakable. Unbreakable. Yeah. And as we talked through the episode, you had that comment from, about, uh, from Quentin Tarantino saying, you know, this was a really poorly marketed film, and he said, "What if Superman didn't know he was Superman, right, right? or something yeah, along yeah, those lines?" Exactly. Yeah, and that's exactly what that that that's right. about. You yeah. know, having these powers where it's not explicitly spelled out. Now, here we are. You know, in this time frame where we've got the Marvel stuff, where everything is really obvious. They're all in spandex and all in their costumes, and yet on the other hand, we've got this really cool story that's not that at all. Right. Yeah. You know. I like that contrast. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and that's what I love so much about Unbreakable is it was a superhero movie. It was a comic book movie, but 
masked as just this like yeah. thriller about a guy who survived a plane uh, mm-hmm. or a train wreck, you know. So I mean, it's it uh, that's that's what I loved about it. It wasn't about explosions, and it was about this man discovering this thing about him, and what will he do with it? It felt more real life than these you know Absolutely. superhero movies do. And I, you know, we love the superhero movies and everything, but uh, but yeah, this felt more real life. And then, yeah, again, with Split, when it comes out, you know, it's, <laughs> you, you, it's at M. Night Shyamalan, but you have right. no idea it's going to be a continuation of this universe. I thought we were done with this universe in 2000 when it was over. And what a awesome, uh, you know, uh, surprise at the end of Split, which we talked about in that episode, obviously. And we um, had some issues with that, right? I mean, bringing these two together, it didn't really make all that much sense. Right, and yeah. I think, you know, as we move into Glass... It's still like the the contradictions there still don't quite get solved. I don't think in this third movie it does. The story I, I think in total does seem a little forced. I can see the germ of the idea there, but are you saying that now after seeing Glass? Well, I li- I, I like. Well, first, I'll say I enjoyed this movie and I liked it. But from Unbreakable, which I thought was almost a nearly perfect movie by itself, and then Split sixteen years later to find out that it was somehow tied into that long ago movie that i really liked that i haven't seen in a long time okay and then now a third movie still doesn't quite fit perfectly i guess right, i want yeah. to say yeah yeah i mean yeah the whole idea of it you mean like just like yeah with, yeah. with the kevin wendell crumb character right he yeah, yeah, still yeah. seems out of place doesn't right. he yeah Is yeah it, it felt- doesn't quite fit the mr glass and and the and, david dunn thing, and the right? david dunn they were like perfect yeah. opposites right yeah perfect opposites where as in split we find out that hey this you know there's other creatures out there there's other you know people with powers right. out there. I guess I um, want to say it feels like the it was shoehorned to explain after the fact, you know, yeah. like a retcon almost. R- yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I I can see that too, and we're gonna obviously dig deep into into glass here. And uh, just a warning, yeah, we're gonna be this is gonna be a sp- full spoiler discussion. Yeah, so definitely. if you haven't seen it, uh, I will say that I enjoyed it, liked it. Uh, you know, I think it's worth a watch for fans of Unbreakable and Split to find out what happens, as well as um, M Night Shyamalan fans. But just for me, which Dave will find out as I talk, just just be wary. You know, just go in there, don't don't expect much, and maybe you'll enjoy it more than I did. Oh, I was expecting a lot. So, <laughs> uh, so yeah, that doesn't bode well. <laughs> so again, if you haven't seen it yet, uh, don't listen any further. But um, there we go. But but yes, uh, yeah, this will be interesting. Me and Dave never discuss the movies before we did the show. Ben's we, always trying to get my opinion. Hey, what you think, <laughs> dude? I'm not telling you till we're that's just we're, till we're live. Basically, it seems like a tradition <laughs> or ritual now that I have to do so I, like, I, I always ask you you know it's like oh will he slip up this time maybe no, never. maybe tell me what he thought about the movie before we do the show we gotta save the content man we gotta Absolutely. save it um, yeah, we gotta keep it spontaneous right exactly and, uh, but uh, we're talking about uh, Shyamalan right. I went back and rewatched The Sixth Sense this week before doing this and Wow, if that's not one of the great movies ever. And I'm thinking, I think I texted to you, this is an early nominee for, uh, you know, subbing out for our top, our Blockbuster right. Mentality top 50 list. Maybe this one belongs in the list. So I'd like you to rewatch that. Yeah, I, def- I, I need to give it a rewatch. I mean, just thinking back on it, I mean, I, I think it's definitely worthy. But yeah, giving it a rewatch with, you know, now the. 
more experienced eyes I have on film, <laughs> uh, you know, maybe I'll uh, maybe I'll enjoy it. It always uh, has even more. But yeah, I, I just remember Tony Collette yeah. and Haley Joel Osment are amazing. The even, moments, even, yeah, the, the great moments like that. I remember that moment in the car with when Haley Joel Osment's telling his mom about like. Yep, that's the one. I mean, you the, still remember that one? Yeah, and that one. Yeah. I'm I'm sitting here. I'm watching this thing with the wife, and I'm like hiding the tears. It's yeah, it's, yeah. It's just like yeah. It's just like <laughs> good lord. Yeah. So there's emotional moments. It's got a horror element to it, yeah. but it's not. It's more psychological. And, yeah, I wouldn't and call emotional. it horror. Yeah. It, I don't think it really shows. Well, it shows you know some blood, but. Uh, it's always after the fact that there's the kid with his head blown off and things like that. And the, right. it's more like tension and noises, the stuttering right. Stanley and all that. Anyways, I would yeah. encourage you to revisit that in that, you know, because I think what we talked about was for our, our blockbuster mentality, top 50 is to maybe revisit it every single year yeah, and to maybe throw up some ones right. that we've thought about and maybe we can, you know, so I, I at the end of the year, we will have that. That's a guaranteed episode. We'll That's absolutely. look at our list and Just see Just like there. our Oscar prediction episode, our top of the previous year episode yes i think that should be an annual episode as well that's that's for sure so we talked about great moments and uh in glass i think still has the signature Shyamalan moments Uh, i don't know what any any pop up to you uh right off the bat but i've got one i was thinking of you know Let's, let's hear it well we're going well let's just run down what we've got here set the stage we've got bruce willis returning as david dunn of course sam jackson as elijah price james mcavoy as kevin wendell crumb uh and then uh Anya Taylor-Joy, I believe, yep. for Casey Cook. From Split. Yep. Uh, we get uh, a new character, uh, uh, Dr. Staple, played by Sarah Paulson. Nice job by her. Yeah, she did great. And then uh, we have get, oh, also um, uh, Spencer Clark, I believe, who plays Joseph Dunn, who's the same actor from Unbreakable. <laughs> How cool is this? The, the, I was shocked. And honestly, you know, without... I, I mean, you know, I want to give up my total thoughts on the movie and everything, but this honestly was the biggest twist to me in this whole movie was that, <laughs> that, movie. that yeah, this was the most shocked I was. I was like, oh, hey, that's the same actor. That's and cool. He grew up to be, uh, uh, he didn't doesn't look strange like a lot of child's actors. <laughs> they grow up right. to look a little weird. And he's a competent actor. He's a good actor. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, he was solid in this movie. Like, he fit well in it. And I mean, talk about blending in the universe. We're right. talking like 19 years later, yeah. and this is the same, literally the same people. Yeah, obviously <laughs> they couldn't afford Robin Wright this time around, but, you know, well, so they yeah. had to kill her off. <laughs> I think that's right, yeah. I mean, that's unless she just didn't but We don't know that. Well, revisited or anything. No, I think I they, well, yeah, they said she died, right, in the movie. Right, yeah, cancer. Yeah. The movie, you know, starts with the aftermath of Split, right? Right. He has new girls that he trapped who are right. cheerleaders. You get to see James McAvoy at it again. This is definitely a Split sequel. You can tell that. Um, Closer but, to Split than Unbreakable. Yeah, it's and, got a totally different tone than Unbreakable did, which even I guess throughout is, the movie. Right, yeah. I, I guess that's unfortunate, although you can't, you know, how do you grab that back from 19 years ago? You know, you're grabbing closer to like three years ago and along right. that story with a new actor, which, you know, so I would agree. It's more of a split sequel than an Unbreakable sequel. And Unbreakable is just fantastic. No, but. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, so yeah, I mean, right away, I mean, McAvoy's, for me, uh, again, McAvoy's the highlight of this movie, just like he was in Split. He just, he picks up where he left off in Split. Yeah, I guess some, <laughs> some of the faults that there is maybe in the story and some of the, you know, how things are going, 
McAvoy is the same in split. He was a force, and in this, he's just as high right, of, yeah. of level. I think of acting, right? Yeah, I don't think he steps down at all to this movie. No, I mean you could almost say he increased. Yeah. I mean, I mean it's just amazing how he can just go from personality to personality there was that one sequence he was flipping and flipping and flipping he went through like i don't know four or five because we saw in split he went to maybe two or three and we were talking on our episode of how amazing that was and in this one he's almost like it's almost like channel surfing yeah i I like that device of the flashing lights yeah that's that's his weakness like that's how you stop him and it made sense it's like this guy you know this beast has to have a weakness or something or you know has to be stopped somehow Mm -hmm. and i liked how that came about uh you get you get bruce willis right away you know right after you show the split stuff of him trapping the girls and you get uh you know a couple teenage guys filming uh uh you know, Superman stu- punch, yeah, Superman like, punch. It's just like right away you want these kids to get it because, like, get the hell out of here. And they get it quick. <laughs> they do, Bruce but Willis. I really like the way Shyamalan shoots these scenes. Me too. I really do. He's so, he's showing. He lets you you know it's the show and not tell or tell and not show. Or I guess it's right, better, yeah, yeah, better yeah. way to say it. Right. And I know you appreciate that. Yeah, that absolutely. Technique. Yeah, yeah. It's I love Hitchcock, that. It's Hitchcock. It's Spielberg. It's he's along those same lines. Right. And you can. I feel like the more I watch the Shyamalan stuff more recently, it reminds me of those two directors. Call it imitation, whatever. Because Spielberg, Hitchcock. I mean, yeah. I mean, Tar- uh, Tarantino Terrence, does it all. Yeah. He he, you know, he steals from all his favorite. Not steals, but yeah. you know, you know, pays homage to you know directors in the past. And I, I, I there's nothing wrong with Christopher that. Nolan. It's this yeah. visual storytelling, right? Yeah. That's really what we love. That's what keeps you interested. Definitely. Right. Yeah. It's not always even the dialogue or right. even what the actors are doing. It's just setting the piece up and letting it flow, you know, and that one there's, you know, there's a dark room over here and a guy's looking, you know, 20 feet away and seeing a guy thrown up against the wall, right, you know, yeah. and you know what's happening. I don't need to see everything. Right, you know? yeah, I just need exactly. to see the guy go flying into the wall just to, get, you know, get a yeah. of what's happening. Yeah, definitely. And that's that's what's great about Shyamalan. Yeah, it's it's he, he can keep you in suspense without yeah, actually totally showing you everything. Um, so, yeah, it was cool that uh, those guys got their comeuppance, you know, right, right away <laughs> from, from what they're now calling the overseer, you know, Bruce Willis is now called the overseer, yeah. the vigilante type guy that is hooded and is uh, saving people, or you know. And and I like what where the character is. I think you know what yeah. he's doing. Yeah, and he he didn't do it for glory. You know, maybe he think he might be richer or something, but that's not really what he's what he was. He was always a reluctant hero. Right. He was a security guard and just like an unbreakable. Right. Uh, you know, uh, Elijah, Samuel L. Jackson's character, brings up, like, why did you choose, choose security security out of all things? And uh, now he's a security, yeah. he has a security store. A he sells independent you know, business. Yeah, independent business. He sells security cameras and security equipment for, for homes and, and businesses and everything like that. So. Yeah, and given his personality and the way he sees the world and how he does not really, he doesn't want to use his powers to the fullest, this seems like a you know, appropriate little niche for him to get right. into. Yeah. You know, he's not like um, running a superstore and he's right. not like, I don't know. You know what I mean? He's like staying in the neighborhood and staying local and he comes across these assholes and he kicks their ass and he goes home, you know? which is cool, <laughs> perfect. which is great. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, and that, that's when we run in, run into his son, you know, and then, and find out about him. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, the McAvoy stuff is great, you know, and obviously, you know, Bruce Willis gets a hold of him. I'm glad I didn't watch the trailers much to this movie because yeah, 
I saw one, and that's all. Uh, I yeah, I saw one. Why do you feel like they might have given? Yeah, because I, I was watching. Um, I watched a trailer after I watched it, and like it showed how Bruce Willis touched the split guy. Oh, he touched McAvoy, and like saw a vision of the girls. It's like, why would you give that away in the trailer? Oh, like, I totally missed that. Yeah, like well, I think I must have saw like the earlier well, teaser trailer. Yeah, me too. Yeah. That's what I saw. T- so that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm glad I didn't watch the trailers because watching the trailers before this movie, like I was like, why do movies? Why yeah. do trailers give so much away now? Like, oh, it's just, horrible. You ever get on Netflix and they're like telling you the whole movie? Right. Yeah. It's like it's like five minutes. Well, I don't need to watch it now. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's like I know exactly what happens. Yeah. Like. You know, uh, I'll just fast forward to the end just to find out exactly yeah. what happens at the end now. Like, what do I need to watch it for? Yeah, I'm with you there. I stayed away other than the, the initial teasers. Right, yeah. Yeah, so I'm glad I didn't. Um, uh, I really like the return of Casey Cook. Now, I thought we talked about this. Was Casey Cook? Uh, the, the girl. Yeah, yeah Annie Taylor. Annie Taylor, Joy, yeah. Now, I thought maybe Casey, because she had gone through trauma, maybe she would have some superpower, but we didn't see that in this movie. Remember right, we had yeah, a debate that, on that? Yeah, I was thinking maybe she did, yeah, too. Yeah. Especially as this movie started pro- to progress, I thought her and maybe uh, David's son might have had something. Oh, okay, Joseph, yeah. So, yeah, the, that's why, the, yeah, the reveal to me, I don't know. So, so basically, I enjoyed most of this movie. Yeah. Um, you know, I enjoyed, obviously, McAvoy. Uh, amazing. I enjoyed being back with David Dunn and seeing what he's up to. Like, he's basically... A lower lower version of Batman, you know. He's basically like he has his son be like his yeah. walkie-talkie in his ear and everything. He's your neighborhood Batman. Yeah, he, he really is. I mean, he's <laughs> which he's, is great. Yeah, we which both, is awesome. We both love vigilantes. Yeah, you know, it, and it's great because that's what you imagine. Like what his future might be after you watch Unbreakable. It's like okay, maybe this guy will be you know, you know the the vigilante we need. The yeah. vigilante that we do need. I need yeah, a, I need a guy I, walking around like just, just to beat people yeah. up for me. And <laughs> who you know just doesn't like water you know he drowns in water um uh yeah so uh one of the things that I, you asked me uh a long time ago about with the moments yeah and one of yeah. the moments was yeah because i don't want to go scene by scene here well, i so didn't I, expect that uh the casey cook character well we knew she was going to be in the movie but we didn't quite know how this was going to get introduced and we get basically kevin wendell crumb the uh, james mcavoy david dunn and elijah all in this mental institution. Now, I know you didn't like at the end of Unbreakable where it spelled out that he was remanded to a mental... Uh, right, yeah. But I guess he's been in the same place. Yeah, been in the same place for 19, for 19 years. years. Yeah, yep. They think he's comatose, which yep. is kind of interesting. They all, for some, you know, of course, a movie would bring all of these three right. characters into the same place of so course. they can all look at each other through the door window. <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously, you're going to bring. Uh, all the main characters together, Dave. I mean, yes, that's 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 what happens in in the in these movies. But yes, I mean, narrative wise, it's clearly setting us up for disaster. Right? I mean, but uh, definitely, yeah, yeah. Because I mean, Bruce or uh, David Dunn gets there because he you know gets that vision from uh, McAvoy, and then uh, and then saves the girls, which is a cool moment when he's breaking the the crowbar. You know, the crowbar with the well, yeah. they're all handcuffed and you know slow motion crowbar with the with all that, and then he. Saves Saves them, and then, uh, and then, the, yeah, big fight happens, and that's when Sarah Paulson create uh, catches them. But uh, so your big moment is when, yeah, when Casey, yeah. basically, you know, she gets wind of who her attacker was, and uh, in Split, there was sort of a well, she she learned from the old therapist to say uh, his full name, which is Kevin Wendell Crumb, and I start to really feel bad for this guy because. The Kevin Wendell Crumb, he's just one of what twenty four personalities, County of the Beast, right? Yep. 
and he doesn't want to live. He's so scared. He wants to just, you know, he's so traumatized by everything. He lets these other personalities kind of take over. Right. And the trick to get him back, which is, you know, what cause peace is to yell his name and he will come out, but he doesn't want to come out because he's so scared. But what she does is she, Casey physically touches him. She shows physical love. And I think this is almost a little bit heartbreaking, I guess, the yeah. connection that these two have. Everything kind of slows down and becomes real. Yeah. Very, very real. Yeah, because I don't know if it was later in the movie, but uh, yeah, that you know when they say Kevin Wendell Crumb, you see the mother, mother like coming mm-hmm. up the stairs saying Kevin Wendell Crumb. Yeah, like you realize why that has such an effect on him because that's what Straight she would say right there. before like a beating or something right. or you know whatever it terrible thing she would do. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and this is almost like the opposite effect that has when Bruce Willis touches people, you know, David Dunn's character is, you know, he touches people and sees the bad, whereas she touches him and, you know, he's like feeling affection. He's feeling, you know, well, maybe she's now that is a power. Maybe, I mean, I think maybe she has a power of touch. That's deeper than just regular think, human connection. Yeah, I mean, I think I mean, maybe that's the point of this movie. I mean, especially at the end when she, you know, because obviously she's trying to convince them that you know you're you're just deluding yourself that you're more special than everyone else. Yes, yeah. you know, she, you know, explaining how he can climb so easily on walls. Like there's mountain climbers who you know have discovered to do that. Like you can Sarah build Paulson, that strength. Yeah. yeah, she's like trying to convince them to convince themselves that well, they're not extraordinary. But us as humans, like we can do extraordinary things, and we can do you know. But when we go to the level of calling it like, oh, I'm, I have superpowers. That's when it becomes like you're crazy. Is how she was trying to point it out. Yeah, and I do so. have. I kind of have a problem with that angle in some way. We're again bringing them all together into the same place, which is if because what we learn, I guess, at the end of the movie is that. What? Let me just get into this yeah. thing, right? There's a secret organization, the Three Clover Tattoo yeah. people, who they've been what they've been. Every time that someone like an Elijah will pop up, they kill them. Yeah, that, so, yeah, so uh, I, mean, I enjoyed most of this movie. I liked it a lot. I, I liked this movie. I just, the, the payoff didn't satisfy me, and this is part of it. So she's just part of this, again, alliance of other superhuman beings. I don't think they're superhuman. I think they're just regular humans. They have an organization that when they see someone and they recognize they all are looking out for someone who shows extraordinary abilities, they destroy them. So someone like Mr. Glass shows up. And the problem is, according to at least her, is that when a Mr. Glass shows up, a David Dunn will show up. So she was showing that she had maybe some remorse for these people. Like, let me try to just convince them that they're not these beings. Yeah. And then we'll, we won't kill them. And I guess my point, I guess what I was hinting at earlier, that's not a good strategy to put them all in the same room. You'd be better off putting one in China, one right, in Australia, yeah. one in Europe, and, right. then, and then trying to convince them that they don't exist. Not in a place where they can see each other through. So you don't... Doors. Okay, so you don't think these are other superheroes? I don't think so. Why would they form this group then like it's a group to stamp out uh, you know in a way how did they find out about it i guess it sort of reminds me uh, and i hate to say this but because it would sound unoriginal but it reminds me of the x-men conflict that's the closest analogy i can give because it kind of bugged me because i thought it was um 
like they had super hot powers and then other people were showing up trying to show the world that they had superpowers. So it's like, oh no, we can't show the world yet. They're not ready for it. I didn't get that at all. I think they're, they're purely uh, human without power who are on the lookout for anyone who will show power because once one emerges, it then, it then spawns others, I, I, which I, becomes I, uncontrollable, which we must stamp out for I the guess rest that of humanity. bugs me more. <laughs> like why that? Like well, well, because I guess just yeah. piggybacking on the X Men example, we, uh, yeah, we know what true. happens, here right? Because yeah. it goes crazy, and then there's mass destruction. Why do they have tattoos to mark them? Um, yeah, I don't know. Just so the audience can know who's who. Yeah, that's true I mean, too. <laughs> although I, I will say, I really in Shyamalan style, I like how there that those restaurant scenes where yeah. it just suddenly goes quiet. Right. Yeah, I that was love cool. How he does that stuff. Oh, yeah, that is cool. Yeah. Um, very few directors pull that stuff off. It's yeah. very cool. Yeah, I guess, yeah, they never showed that they added superpowers. So, yeah, your explanation sounds more, yeah, Although, m- more like it. But but why do they go quiet when a normal person? Well, because the, the, everyone else, they're a collection of the people in the organization. They're waiting for the last stragglers who aren't in the organization to leave. And then they all quiet and wait for the message. Okay. So that's okay, what, so, okay, so, yeah, I, t- I totally, so you go maybe to, I misconstrued that, yeah. You go to Frank's Bar and Grill. Yeah. And all the clover people show up, and then just it's like yeah. you know, me and you grabbing lunch, and then right. once we leave, then now they go to the meeting, right, and yeah. it's very cool because it's like hiding in plain yeah. sight. No, I like that. Yeah, yeah. I, I like that idea. Um, so, so what I said about her like showing remorse and wanting to save them, and like let's not just kill them. Do you think that's accurate? I think she was trying to find a middle ground, which is if I can convince them that they could, because we what we learned in the be- very beginning from Unbreakable is that this is a, a sort of a mind power. Right. The power of the mind influences your physical abilities, and then you, l- you learn that in Split too. Like your yeah, split same personality, deal. one could have diabetes, where the other one exactly you know, yeah has if high you, cholesterol. Yeah. So if you can play with that mind, and I think she sort of hints to this, if I can shut that down, maybe I can shut down the physical aspect, and then I won't have to kill you. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Because if David Dunn stops believing, if David Dunn goes back to the David Dunn that he was before right, yeah. Elijah awakened him, essentially, then there wouldn't be an issue, right? That's true. That's true. And if well, but the problem is that Elijah was born who he was. Right. That's yeah. inescapable. Yeah. No. Yeah. Absolutely. And you're never going to convince Elijah. Now that's another obvious. Yeah. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say. Obviously, his superpower is just he's just like this genius yeah. mastermind um, so look ba- looking back at our unbreakable episode this was a question that i had what is his power and you answered he's super smart but i will argue at least from my memory in unbreakable it's never really spelled out right. that he's a genius right i don't think it's, it's never spelled out that yeah i mean i mean the only thing it's spelled out is that he can break and right. Bruce Willis can't you he's know? a manipulator right. and uh the disasters are physically chosen he does them himself that's found footage of him walking out of that train where he planted a bomb or whatever he did right yeah so you are you are on track on that that that's he's actually super smart which gets explained in this movie right so yeah i don't know i mean that's so the organization is basically just they feel like any they said they've been doing this for i don't know how many thousands of years i don't know how clear that is but basically anyone there's it, it really unfortunately comes to an x-men kind of a thing yeah no d- yeah definitely 
Um, and now, I, I, what would you think of Sam Jackson in this movie? I know we've we, again another Sam Jackson movie. <laughs> we, we keep doing Sam Jackson movies. Um, I liked him. I knew I had a feeling what was he was doing the facial twicks or ticks. I had a feeling that was something underneath. I, I really I actually wanted more of Sam Jackson. Yeah, I wanted more. I, I wanted more of both. Uh, actually, I think Bruce Willis's character. I, I mean, we got some of him, but uh, the acting was a little stale to me at the beginning for with, Willis with or? Willis. Yeah, and, I agree. Yeah. Uh, was he a didn't have stale. a did, did he have many lines? Yeah, no, and uh, and I didn't like his end either. Like I, I think he deserved a better ending. I, f- I feel like it should have been more sacrificial. Yeah, he saved yeah. those girls. Like it was cool to see him like like go toe to toe against the beast and everything. I just I don't know. I feel like he should have had a better ending than that. Like because this movie the, these movies started with Bruce Willis. It started with him. Like, I feel like, I know it's called Glass, so it's obviously about, you know, it's, you know, Mr. Glass, um, well, Sam the, Jackson's character. The but. whole movie was, it was kind of a red herring, really, with this Osaka, to- or not Osaka, but something, this Japanese named Tower thing right. that was going oh, up before right. yeah. was going to be the largest city, yeah, largest you, building in the city. Mm. And that ended up being a nothing. It was all a distraction. But interesting, I guess. I don't mind it in the sense where we're thinking we're going one way, we're going another way. Yeah. And then all three of these characters die. I wasn't expecting that at all. Not expecting that. When the reveal happened and she was like, "Oh my god!" and but the real thing was she was just worried because now they're they're going to show the footage of these superhumans. I thought that they were going to be alive somehow, which I might have been more pissed at <laughs> just because it's like, oh, come on. How are they alive? Um, but, uh, but yeah, yeah, I was not expecting them all to, all to die. No, not at all. And then leading right up to that is another thing that you guessed at correctly or figured out from the Unbreakable episode is that Kevin Wendell Crumb's father died on the train. Yeah. I mean – I guess it was obvious to you, but I didn't even pick that up on the first viewing in Unbreakable. Yeah. I didn't quite understand what was happening there. That- yeah, I guess that for me, again, was, uh, I don't know, maybe why I just didn't enjoy this movie as much as I wanted to, just because, yeah, I called that in the first one, and then they made that like a big reveal in well, this it movie. Is, and It is. It's just, I was just like, oh, okay, yeah, so it confirms that, cool. But like, I thought it was going to be like this more bigger reveal, because they like kept setting <laughs> it up, you know, like... They showed uh, David Dunn's son, you know, looking it up, and then they showed uh, uh, Elijah finding out. Oh, oh my God! And then when you well, know, David to be Dunn, honest, though, all we really saw in Split was him laying down uh, some flowers at the train tracks. That's that, all that they I, that's, said. No, and there was something else. I forget. There was something Maybe else was about more. the train. Yeah. Okay. But, but, uh, but still, yeah, it was just the whole. Lot. It was the whole train thing for me. I don't know. It just. It, I, it's not a fan there. Yeah. No, I mean, I'm not saying I'm not a fan. It's fine. It's well, just but what the- for for that to be a big reveal. I just wasn't. I'm I'm fine with it. Like I'm fine that they the way they showed it in glass. I'm just saying for me, it didn't affect me as much. You know, it wasn't just like oh my god. You know, like the it's whole- essentially this guy, this uh, Mr. Glass spawning two people. Right. You know, that's kind of important, right? I no, mean, no, yeah, definitely. No, like I, I like mean, it's that. It's not shocking. I, no, I, I guess yeah. this is the point where we feel like we have to be shocked. Right. We're yeah. not going to, you know, at this point in 2019, 
we're not shocked by anything. Uh, yeah, right? you're right. Unless yeah. someone literally gets beheaded on right. screen for real. Yeah. That will be the only shocking thing we can right. see <laughs> in a movie. <laughs> you know, there's really nothing left. Well, it's all maybe sort of I done. think Brad Pitt's kind of done. I think Tarantino's going to do that in his next movie. Oh, yeah, he's just chop just, off his head. You know, yeah. I've, I've had enough yeah. of this life. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead and <laughs> chop my head off. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, in terms of, and I feel like that was uh, my criticism of the critics for Shyamalan is this twist thing. I don't know what we're talking about anymore. I just want an, yeah. I just want an interesting narrative. That's all. This whole no, yeah, quote I mean, unquote twist. You know, I just like you know, it's a nice reveal. Let's call it that. Yeah, I think it's a, it adds depth to the character. Yeah, and I like how they uh, brought in like the footage from Unbreakable when they yeah. were showing him on the train and like zoomed out and it was like, oh my god, like looked great, great I mean, editing, beautiful, like, it yeah. looked, like seamless. Yeah, right? yeah, definitely, I mean, that, that was cool. It was nice. I mean, this makes sense. It ties it. This finds a way to tie it all together. You know what bugged me the most what? <laughs> was just the overuse of comic book references, like. This is the part where the hero does yeah. this, and this is the that. part where the villain does this. Like right at the, the end, part when, in the comic book. This is his yeah. origin story. Like they did that in Unbreakable a little bit, but it was more like subtle. Like you understood it better. Whereas this, it was just like, okay, you don't have to over-explain it. You know what I mean? Like it, yeah. it just—I don't know. It I just kind of bugged me. Like it, it made. It, it didn't trust the audience enough to be smart enough to figure things out. Yeah, know? I'd have to agree with that. It's almost like in uh, in 2000, they're talking to one audience, and then now in 2019, they're talking to an they're talking to the Marvel audience. Unfortunately, yeah. and it didn't. You know, you need to steer clear of that. Right. Here's what. Yeah, like you said, and I mean, Sam Jackson, uh, Mr. Glass, he's dying, and he's announcing what's supposed to happen. You know, I mean, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's what I didn't like. But I, what I did love was when he came into McAvoy's room for the either second or first time. He's like, he's saying like, like people who wrote comic books like took this from history. Like yeah. they like these bodybuilders yeah, wore yeah. spandex and like were <laughs> superhuman strength. Like I I forget exactly what he says, but something touched me in that scene where I was like. I can I can get what he's saying. That's how I kind of felt like how in your mind you can be extraordinary. You can be. I still like you know, that theme. You know, yeah, this, yeah, idea yeah. That this is a this is an exaggeration of yeah. reality. And he even says like how it's a scary feeling. You know, to be alone in this world is a scary feeling to be the only one that thinks this way or yeah. you know is different. You know, you know, in Marvel movies and DC movies, they lose all reality. They right. really do. Right. I mean, and that's what makes Unbreakable so great right. is because it's so real. Absolutely. I mean, those those movies may be set in New York or wherever, but they never feel real. They never feel accessible. Right. And, you know, despite the flaws, even in this movie and, you know, all three of these films, they all feel accessible. Yeah. Don't they? Yeah. I mean, even we're, we're laughing at David Dunn for having a little security business in the <laughs> neighborhood Philadelphia, and maybe you know he didn't have a lot of lines in this movie, but it all is all. I still love that character. Yeah, me too. Yeah, then that's I guess that's why his death bugged me so much, just because it was. They all had to die yeah. to birth something new, and the, the, the something new is to is that this uh, this Clover organization has 
failed because Elijah, God bless his soul, brilliant <laughs> genius, devises this thing to get the word right. out to humanity. I love this. I, well, I, I love the scenes yeah. with him, you know, talking to McAvoy and taught like manipulating Just things. Just wanted more and, of him. Yeah, me too. Like, I love how he, you know, they show, like, he makes a great evil when genius. He s- uh, slits the throat of the guy <laughs> yeah. with the glass. Again, sh- show, like, M. Night Shyamalan, like, it's a PG 13 movie, I know. but he, like, sh- like you don't need to see the blood coming out and stuff. You like you, you just let it start with a piece of glass. Didn't see anything, yeah. did you? Until no. the end, yeah. where, where there's a uh, uh, camera looking at him laying in the bed. You yeah, know, the security camera was a, a yeah. blood pool. So, so, so there was moments again of this movie that I like. I again, I enjoyed most of it. I loved most of it. I would say overall, I liked this movie. Like it was, it's a good movie. Like I wouldn't say good movie, but just I enjoyed this movie. Um, but uh, yeah, the stuff with. Glass, once he starts talking, it's just like, okay, this is cool how he's manipulating. Yeah. He's the mastermind. But don't announce that you're the mastermind. Don't announce, like, that's what I bugged me. It's just I like, agree. this kind is the part of the comic book where, and then they were trying to misdirect you with the, the uh, David Dunn's son, you know, when he's like looking at the, at the comic book shop, like he's looking at the heroes, and then he looks at the villains. It's just like, something's going to happen with his son. Like, something- Did you notice the color, though, the purple and the yeah, green? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I noticed that. Yeah, because yeah, we're we're tuned into that. Yeah, exactly. It's like Hitchcock with the red and the green. I, I love the colors though, like yeah. especially with glass, like the purple. Like I've always loved purple, especially with like the Joker and stuff. You're wearing like, purple. I'm right wearing like a purple shirt. Yep. Beach. <laughs> exactly. But no, I I did like that though. Yeah. Even I don't know. I maybe maybe you were more critical than me. And no, I think I am. Around. I yeah. think I am more critical than you. I, my expectations were basically level. Yeah, because of the fact that we were even getting a third movie, I thought was interesting. You know, I I I I've sort of viewed this movie as a bonus. Yeah, and yeah. you know, took it the way it was. I know? guess for me, when they showed David Dunn at the end of Split, I was like. Okay, he's coming back. Like they're going to continue this, and then when the next movie was called Glass, and it was you know I did, I I just felt like there was going to be more with David Dunn there. I don't know. I, I again, I guess that's why his death bugged me. There, there's I a, feel like his end didn't. Yeah, there, I don't know. There's a fundamental problem, which is how to get the three of these people together, right. and it doesn't really quite work, yeah. no matter what they try to do. I mean, they've got that one scene. Well, interesting. Talk about color. The three of them are in this sort of interrogation large massive room that's pink yeah that big pink room i love that shot yeah i love that yeah Yeah. it's really cool yeah but uh yeah i don't know i mean ultimately i still recommend this film yeah i mean uh, you were to give me raining yeah uh but i feel like uh, i I feel like i'm yeah this is one of the first times that i'm more critical about a movie than (laughs) you are but what, what gripes did you have about this movie what i mean well i didn't like well i guess you agreed with me with the comic book references and, definitely it was yeah. overdone yeah i felt especially when uh david dunn's son came in and said the parents have something to do with yeah. this and this it's just like, God, why are you on. talking yeah. i don't know what you're saying yeah. you know but i cannot shake the sympathy i have for mr glass yeah even though he's horrible yeah i still like him i'm still And then the scene in this movie with him on the carnival ride, Jesus Christ! He gets into this like you know spinning saucer kind of a ride. He's got two big teddy bears on either end, and then the thing for him to grab onto the handle. Eventually, you know, in all the chaos, he. But in the beginning, he's so he's having so much fun. He's happy. He's thrilled. And then things get out of place, and then he just starts banging around this. I mean, 
His arm know. ends up in three different directions. <laughs> it's, I can't yeah. even. Yeah, yeah horrible, was, horrific, gross. Yeah. So God. Um, but yeah, but yeah, you feel for the glass character. I do, even yeah. though he's bad. I, yeah. I feel like he could well, use it. Hold on, I just want to say, I feel like he could use a touch from Casey. I think she's got a power. Ooh, yeah. Maybe she's got the power. It's uh, called the stupid power of well, love. But- I liked that at the end too when she touched Mac or you know uh, Wendell Kevin Wendell Crumb at the end, and you know he was able to be Kevin at the end when, yeah. he, when he died. Like her touching him, like that that was a touching moment, which was cool. Like I liked that. Um, I, I don't think it's just a connection between the two of them. I think yeah. she's got something there. I could see that. I could see that. But um, anyway, my big gripe was well, one one gripe was uh, the whole Sarah Paulson interrogation thing. This went on for a long period of time when she's trying to convince them that they are actually crazy and not superheroes. Because the fact is, the audience knows that this is bullshit. Right. So it's like I, I don't need this character to tell me that yeah. that I'm wrong and they're yeah, I wrong. Can see well, that. You know, we're spending a lot of time here. Like, right. It's clearly false. And she knows it's false, as we find out later. So that was a good 15, 20 minutes. Right. So I don't know how long this movie was, but I feel like I could have trimmed a good 10, 15 out of it. No, definitely. Yeah, I think it was two hours, nine minutes or something was the runtime. Yeah. But, uh, what else did you yeah. have? Um, I mean, that's that's pretty much it. I mean, yeah, just the obvious comic book references and everything like that. Uh, the the stale acting at first from, from Shyamalan, too. I didn't really care for his yeah, cameos. I usually like his cameos. I didn't really yeah, like the, his one. This the one. Shyamalan stuff was, yeah, that, that, that didn't really do much. It yeah, tried I mean, too hard to tie the, that back. Yeah, it was like, oh, I, I turned my life around. Uh, <laughs> I don't care. You, <laughs> suspect, you suspected me of drugs. But I turned my life around. <laughs> it could have been he didn't have to be the same person, right? It could I have know, just been yeah. another random cameo. Just right? like it seemed like he wasn't split. You know, right. he was just that random cameo. But, exactly. Yeah, it's trying yeah. to tie in too yeah. much. So. But uh, any other uh, big critiques you got? Uh, no, I mean no. Uh, well, what about no. the big? It, what we didn't think was going to be the big battle scene, but turned into the big battle scene in the parking lot. The uh, so, I mean, yeah, I mean, that I enjoyed. I mean, it was cool to see, again, the Beast and, and David Dunn go at it. Um, I, again, I guess I didn't like, I guess I liked uh, David or Kevin Wendell Crumb's death. It, it felt, I felt it more, whereas Glass, Mr. Glass and David Dunn's death, I just, it just felt anticlimactic to me. I felt like there was no other choice for Kevin Wendell Crumb but other than to die. Right, yeah. Yeah, there There's was no, no way for him to. Yeah, because yeah. because you you find out on the train because his dad has like a pamphlet for like kids with uh, alternate personalities right. or whatever. Yeah, the CID. Like, so like he's had it since he was a kid. Like so he's always gonna have it. I mean, so, I mean, so this beast thing could always yeah just continue to 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 come up and or possibly the existence of Glass and Dunn produces someone you know there's after this right. chain, chain effect where they all have to die basically well uh, yeah because they brought up yeah sarah paulson brings up how yeah the exact opposite of you you know will come up just like mr glass and um you know david dunn were mm-hmm. opposites obviously there's going to be an opposite of who would be the opposite of the beast uh, someone who's nice I don't yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's really nice someone who's very polite yes. well no maybe casey Oh. I think there's more to this character. I could see that. I feel, I feel I, like that's a missing thread. This that, movie's already made a lot of money, so I could see another movie coming out where they explain Casey's stuff. And, seriously, I feel like she's untapped. Yeah, They developed that. that character a lot in Split and hinted at 
things to come on that. But what do you think of the end with the train? So I mean, the overall message on this is basically like. So so Elijah basically becomes almost redeemable because he's he just wants to show people that this the, we exist, you know. He wants to oh, yeah. tell the world that we exist, and that's kind of what this ending scene is with it's, with uh, them all at the train station and everything. Right, and, it's sort of the unhateable villain, right? Yeah, in a way. he's yeah. a sympathetic villain. I like it, I really do. And in the way that uh, Casey and Joseph and uh, uh, um, I forget um, his his mother's name. Yeah, I don't know his mother's Elijah's name. Elijah's mom's yeah. name. I mean, they're all touching, you know, holding each right, other's hands. Yeah. They're all, well, well, Casey isn't quite a bystander, but in a way she is. They're all like, you know, bystanders to these this thing that has happened. They all witness it. And for I think Joseph has gone through it maybe the hardest. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, because he's been with his dad since day one. Yeah. Like, he, he's and known about it. He's and, known. I mean, he's, yeah. yeah and, and they finally able to share what's true to right. the rest of the world who hasn't been able to understand. And in, in a way, this is the big reveal. Right, you know, yeah. We talked about earlier. Yeah. You know, this is it. Yeah. It's showing the world that these things really do exist. Pretty powerful, yeah, I think. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I, I liked, I, li- I liked that as well. So, um, I don't know. I guess, yeah, with Shyamalan, you just expect bigger reveals, and I don't know. I just expected to be wowed more, but that's I'm off my the wow. Uh, yeah, it's your definitely a Ben problem. Yeah, but the Ben problem. You, <laughs> I think we said this about ten minutes ago. But you ready to rate this thing? I am. I have two ratings. The one rating for the general audience is two stars. I'm sorry, two and a half stars and two and a half buckets of popcorn. But for fans of the trilogy, I'm going three stars. And oh two and wow! And a half buckets of popcorn. So it's a bit there. If yeah. if you love both films. As the way I do, okay. uh, I'm going to go three stars. But if you're just a you know casual guy listening to your favorite podcast without watching the first two, I'm going to go two and a half stars. Okay. Um, yeah, I go uh, two stars, two and a half buckets of popcorn. I didn't give two ratings. He didn't warn me about this. <laughs> but uh, no, I like that. That's cool. I really do um, feel like yeah. you know, I'm, I'm, I really love the first two films yeah, a lot. Me too. And I think taking them as a fan of both and you know having this final yeah. end to this, what we think might be the end, I think it gives it an extra bump. But just you know, watching it maybe for your first time or being casually related to the other two, it does get dinged a bit. I mean, you're down to two stars. That's pretty low. I mean, yeah. is that your lowest star rating ever? I mean, no, I, I don't think it's my lowest. Uh, <laughs> Curiously, yeah, yeah I, don't know, I, I don't know. Yeah, two stars. I don't know. I just uh, that's pretty bad, really. I don't know. Maybe I was just expecting more. Yeah. I'm standing by it though. I'm not backing down. I don't want you to back down. Thank you. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, t- yeah, two stars, two net buckets of popcorn. Uh, yeah, if you if you love the series, I can see you rating it a little higher. Um, I don't know, just the the comic book stuff bugged me a little bit, and the uh, um, yeah, some of the whole like this is supposed to happen, that's supposed to happen. Yeah, we're not really in a way. This isn't really what this is. Kind of breaking a mold of what audiences expect. Right. Yeah. Right. So yeah. Because audiences are now into the Marvel and DC universe. So right, yeah. You want to show something different, which it did, but yeah, I agree. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah, maybe I would give it two and a half stars, but <laughs> no, okay. two, two stars, two, two and a half buckets of popcorn. Uh, I think this is the first time I've been lower than you on a film. Possibly, yeah. <laughs> You're a very critical man tonight. I know. All right, folks. Well, that is it for us again. Follow Man. us on Twitter, at BlockbusterCast. Uh, we already said that. Now? Yeah, let's end the show. As always, grab some popcorn, yes. grab some snacks. We'll catch you guys at the movies.